Ultimately, in order for you to get out of your comfort zone and to gain more friendships or to do new things, you have to grow and you have to allow for growth to take place. And that's going to be difficult. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fun, but it is worth it. Welcome to Proven, a Weimar Academy podcast that explores how our students' personal relationships with Christ has proven God right. Every day, we're given numerous opportunities to reach outside of our circle of influence, but for many of us, that's easier said than done. It's difficult to do things outside of the norm, especially when it comes to making friends and building new relationships. Today, Jonathan and Chloe are joined by our guest, Robin Bermudez, a former student at Weimar Academy. In this episode, Robin will share his experience of what it's like to enter college as a freshman at Weimar University and what it takes to get out of his comfort zone. Today we're talking about branching out and getting out of your comfort zone. As um, as we're nearing graduation, well, next semester really, but it's something that we're going to have to deal with meeting new people. And in the academy, it's a very sheltered environment. If you're a weird whack child, you can kind of be yourself to a certain degree. But um, eventually we're going to have to go to a, a bigger environment and learning to deal with new people and new environments. And Robin has just gotten to Weimar College and this is his first year. So Robin, how has that been for you? Um, it's been quite a challenge, actually. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was there was a lack of being stuck with a bunch of people mm-hmm. and I feel like it just took a lot more effort to get out and actually try to meet new people and try to put yourself out there. Um, but I mean, after a while, you kind of get used to it, so it's it's fine. Would you say that people are friendlier at college or... Was it better at academy as far as like clicking with people, finding people to talk to, things like that? Um, to be honest, I think it's kind of the same, especially at the beginning because everyone's just trying to get to know each other and everyone's, I mean, everyone's kind of awkward around each other. Mm-hmm. But in the college, it is a bit harder to actually do that because like, okay, so in the academy, the dorm in the village, you guys are basically together the entire day mm-hmm. and you're stuck with your class. Mm-hmm. But in the college, everyone has a different course. Everyone takes different different classes. And so you're not really stuck with your class. You're not really stuck with your people. Mm-hmm. You kind of just like as soon as class is over, there's that group. And then everyone kind of goes to a different class or to their, back to their dorms, back to their, wherever they're going. Mm-hmm. And then... It's just different in that way, I guess. Right. Also, in the college, isn't it like, it's not like you stay with your set class. All the people have like different combinations. It's mm-hmm. not like your set year stays yeah, together so, all the time. So in my A&P class and my nutrition class, um, there's a lot of freshmen, obviously. Mm-hmm. But some of those freshmen are are pre-nursing majors. Some of them are pre-med majors. We also have several juniors, I think, in our PA, in our A&P class, juniors, seniors, and then in other classes too, there's just a random assortment. It seems like a random assortment of people just trying to get their classes in for whatever major they're doing. But in the academy, it's kind of it's kind of like everyone takes the same classes. Of course, there are a few exceptions, mm-hmm. but 
in general, you're kind of just stuck with the same people from room to room. Right. Which which makes it easier to actually get to know people because you're kind of just there with them. Mm-hmm. Did your experience at the academy help you prepare you for that in any way or not really? Because it was like different than college. Um, I think it did. Being stuck with the people also meant that you had to talk to them. Otherwise, it would just be awkward the whole entire year. Um, in the college, it's different in that, like I said, you have to reach out. Mm-hmm. But the academy kind of does prepare you for that because you kind of start to get to learn how to talk to other people mm-hmm. that you don't know. And do you think, like, because you're at Weimar College and it's a smaller student body, do you think you're getting, like, the full experience compared to, like, going to Southern or La Sierra or something like that where there's, like, thousands or more students? Um, kind of. I, I mean, the, 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 the college is getting bigger and bigger each year. Mm. And so with that, there's less of an opportunity to actually meet every every single person before it was totally possible with a hundred or less people, but now there's a lot more, and so you kind of you kind of meet however many people you want to meet, and then you kind of just stay in that circle. Sometimes, like right now, I'm pretty sure I can't name absolutely everybody in the college, which is a good sign, yeah, because the college is growing, right. and usually that's how it should go. Right. But am I getting the full experience? Kind of in a miniature way. Mm, yeah. Okay. So, Chloe, you went canvassing this summer. I and did. that, you said, well, that how did that experience help you to grow in, like, getting out of your comfort zone? I think canvassing, well, it was something I never really wanted to do because I was like, what's the point? I don't really see, like, I don't think this is something that God has called me to. And I was like, it's just not something I ever th- thought I would be interested in. But when I actually did it, you have to, you really learn how to not care what people think about you because especially when you go out and do businesses instead of homes, you have to go and be in the mindset of you're just going to talk to whoever you see and just give them the opportunity to know about what you're doing and hopefully plant a seed in their life of, you know, what God is. But it definitely challenged me because sometimes I would be like, I don't want to go talk to these people or I would like purposely leave a business because I didn't see I was just nervous. I was scared. I didn't want to go talk to them. But as I continued doing it for like the 10 weeks, it de- you definitely learn how to just not care what people think because people will look at you. People will wonder what you're doing. But if you at least find one person who's willing to listen to you, it's worth it. And so it just really helped me like build confidence and not care what people think. Yeah. Along with that, um, you had, like you said, it was over 10 weeks, right? So you had lots of experience doing that, but it, it probably got easier to do that, right? But not necessarily more pleasant, right? Right, yeah. It was definitely easier, but that f- kind of fear in the back of your mind is always mm-hmm. still there as you continue to go because you're out from like 12 to 8 p.m. 12 mm-hmm. p.m. you know, mm-hmm. to 8. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. <laughs> but it is worth it. Yeah. yeah. That's that's kind of an interesting thing because sometimes like with that, like you said, it get, you can you get more proficient at doing it, but it doesn't necessarily become more enjoyable and things. And sometimes I feel like that's the fear in life. Sometimes you're too afraid to try new things in life because what if it's scary? What if it hurts? Well, maybe maybe it will be. It probably will, but it's still an experience that you will have to do sometime in life. Like I don't know, doing your things for your first time, like opening your first bank account and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. 
For sure. So, um, I'm sure at the beginning it was much harder than at the very end of your experience mm-hmm. um, canvassing. Um, what exactly made it easier as you did it? I think, because in the first, I would say, like, the first five weeks, honestly, the first ten, like, the whole the whole time. <laughs> the first honest, ten the weeks, yes. <laughs> ten weeks. I didn't know my why for doing canvassing. Mm. Um, everyone else in my program, because it was a smaller program because of COVID, everyone else in my program seemed to know why they were doing it or they just didn't want to be there at all. Um, whereas I would go door to door or business to business and be like, God, why am I doing this? I don't understand. Like, it just doesn't make sense why I'm doing this. I'm doing it, but with no purpose, I felt like. Um, and I think I came to the end of the summer or at the, like, honestly, after I left when I realized that why I did it was because to plant a seed in people's lives and to realize that you won't see the result of what you're doing until you get to heaven, really. But you've at least given people the opportunity to know who God is. And it also taught me how to challenge or challenge my relationship with God and really struggle with God and to see who he is to me and to let him prove me wrong of my preconceived notions of who he was. And so that's what really changed it for me because the first few weeks were rough and I wanted to go home. But by the end of the summer, I came out of it with a stronger relationship with God and knowing more about myself and better uh, and knowing how to better serve him and also being able to share him to others. So you said that your purpose kind of changed as you or you realized your purpose mm-hmm. for going there as you went along. Mm-hmm. Um was the initial purpose the initial purpose so i was my friends asked me to go Mm. and i was like i have nothing better to do this summer and that was really the only i was like it'll help me be like a better leader just like a better spiritual leader and hopefully grow in relationship with god but that was about it like i didn't go into it thinking i would make money for like school Mm. like that was the furthest thing from my mind um and yeah, that was really my only motivation for it was just my friends were going and hopefully I'd gain a better relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it worked, right? It did work. It did <laughs> so, work. Go canvassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think with that, um, a really important point is um, how your mindset changed from I'm just going to go with my friends to I'm going to reach out to other people now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in the academy, you also mentioned that or... That you've, you've told us before mm-hmm. that your mindset also changed. Can you explain a little bit about that? Yes. So coming to Weimar Academy was not my first choice. It wasn't my last choice. It just wasn't a choice in my mind. But it was my parents' decision. Um, but I hated it at first. At least for like the first two months, I just like solidly, I had no plan on coming here. I hated it with a passion. <laughs> I was determined to hate this place. I was like, I'm not going to make friends. I'm not going to follow people on Instagram. I just, I'm not here. I'm coming here just to get a diploma and then I'm out. Um, But I realized as I went along that this place is not as bad as I made it out to be, (laughs) that there are actually quality people here and that I gained, I learned to gain friends that I think I could have for a lifetime and people that I can connect with and tell things to. And also it's where I learned to have a relationship with God. It's where I found who God is to me because before coming, I didn't have a relationship with God. I didn't believe in God. And it was through like seeing what staff would talk about and talking to different students that I saw that this place is really important and that 
it means a lot to me because it didn't at first, but I saw that the staff actually have our best interests at heart. I saw what the students' goals were for the school and that they're like our motto is not just our motto, it's we really want to prove God right. Mm-hmm. And so that's what really changed for me. Okay. So this is, uh, it's kind of related, but like along with getting out of your comfort zone and like some of that is being, trying to be a friend to someone new who, come, who, mm-hmm. who comes here or anyone in general. And sometimes like when you first meet people, like you might not like them. You might be annoyed by little things about them. Mm-hmm. And so you might write them off. Like, I don't want to hang out with that person. They're annoying. But sometimes you have to like actually spend time with them and invest them to actually see who they really are. And yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. actually, that's a good point because a lot of my friends right now mm-hmm. are people that when I first met them, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to be friends with this person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. But um, throughout time and throughout all of our experiences, everything that we've been through, it kind of just like we've had opportunities where we just kind of start, kind of started talking, and I'm like, oh, this person's actually really cool, mm-hmm. and then you start to get to know them, and so um, it was just like a shift in the way that you think about other people, mm-hmm. and not, so before I would mm-hmm. look at somebody and just right off the bat, like based on how I interacted with them, I'd be like, okay. Mm-hmm. This person, I don't really like them. This person is really cool. <laughs> but now it's kind of like first impressions don't really mean much to me. Mm-hmm. It's more like um, the more I talk to them, then that's how I start to feel about other people. And I realize that everyone goes through different things. Everyone has different struggles in their life. Everyone has different strengths. And that we just need to be willing to accept that mm-hmm. and and take them for, because everyone everyone is in a different, everyone is in a different place in their walk with God. Mm-hmm. And something, so before I remember, I, I thought that if this person isn't exactly at the same level with God mm-hmm. as I am right now, mm-hmm. then they're not really worth it, but but the the real thing is we just need to remember that at some point we were also there. And mm-hmm. when God looks at us, he doesn't look at us at how close we are to him mm-hmm. at, in the in the moment. It's more of our motive mm-hmm. and how close we want to get to him, mm-hmm. which was, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Kind of interesting what you said about like first impressions. So the thing is like with getting out of your comfort zone it's if you want to actually meet people get to know them it's not going to be a one-time thing you're mm-hmm. going to have to like keep doing it it's not like okay i tried being vulnerable doing things one time and it didn't work out so well so i'm going to stop now and just give up it's like it's it's a constant thing throughout life and, and growth and stuff and yeah <laughs> so like when robin when you first came to the academy how was that with like getting out of your comfort zone? Was that like was that a stretch for you or? Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so I came from a public school. Mm-hmm. It was called Weimar Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, there were, in in that school there were about two hundred people in my class, mm-hmm. in just my eighth grade class. Wow. And then, <laughs> that's like. A- and it was it was a fourth through eighth grade school. So in each class there was around two hundred people. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of names that I already knew. There was a lot of people that I already knew. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of different personalities that I've encountered 
So when I got to the academy and there was only like 70 people or less, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, this, this is kind of a piece of cake. <laughs> and then I look at my class and I was like, oh, there's only 20 of us in here. So <laughs> it was, it was fun. And also I had my brothers who came before me. So the, mm -hmm. I kind of already knew how things went. Vico, my, my eldest brother Vico was a senior and Charlotte, my second, the second oldest was already a junior. So I was coming in as a freshman. So I, when I came in, I kind of already knew everybody who's been there before. Mm. So that made it a lot easier, but it also made it hard for me to become, it made it a lot harder for me to. And like your individual person. Yeah. So like when I came in, everybody would be like, oh, you're, you're Charlo's brother, right? Or you're Vico's brother, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and in like shadow. yeah, yeah, I am. But I'm also, you know, I'm Robin. I'm not <laughs> just my brother's little sibling. Right. Like, and then I, I, for a long time, I kind of felt like they set up mm -hmm. a reputation that I had to live up to. Mm -hmm. And, I, and it felt like I didn't exactly have my own freedom to be who I was mm -hmm. and who right. God intended me to be. And throughout my four years at the academy, um, at first I didn't really see it. Like I wanted to be mm -hmm. like my brothers. <laughs> like I wanted, I copied basically everything they did. Mm -hmm. But when they left and they went to college and then it was just me left at the academy, I started to realize that I've been living a life that I didn't really that wasn't exactly authentic. It wasn't really me. Mm -hmm. But it was a life that was more on just copying what my brothers did, what they thought was cool, who they thought was cool. Mm -hmm. um, and then eventually it got to a pretty bad point where I was like, am I, am I even my own self anymore? Mm -hmm. Like, can I just be myself? Which is, which sounds kind of selfish, mm -hmm. but at the same time, when you've lived with it that long, it's, it gets kind of overbearing. Right. But um, in talking to other people at the academy and talking to my friends, um, they've helped me realize that I don't have to be everything like my brothers were. Um, God has his own set purpose for me. Um, I am not my brothers mm -hmm. and I am a unique creature that God created with a, with his own unique purpose mm. but yeah so I think the the hard part for me wasn't the transition into the academy mm -hmm. it was the transition of um, displaying myself as yeah. as as my own self mm -hmm. like outside of your brother's shadow mm -hmm. Mm. yeah do you think that I know you got Ron Wasa which is our Weimar Academy Student Association do you think that changed you or like challenged you in different ways so you could be out of your comfort zone more less uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i remember when i first got into office or got the position i guess um i didn't really know what i was doing shola was a uh, um he started out as the treasurer his junior year and then became the president his senior year and i kind of just saw the way he did it but i didn't see all the behind the scenes mm -hmm. i just saw everything that he did up front and so when i got into it there was a lot of things that I didn't know happened in the background and getting up and 
meeting and having to be that leadership person mm-hmm. who meets new people, who's outgoing, who isn't kind of just in their own group. Right. It was kind of hard for me because I kind of had my established set of friends. Mm. And then coming into it, I was like, oh, I actually have to be nice <laughs> and to oh, meet, wow. people that <laughs> meet people that I don't really know. And to be honest, that I didn't really care to actually right. know. <laughs> but eventually, again, my mind, my mind shift had to or mindset. my mindset sorry <laughs> my mindset had to shift from i'm a leader and so i should do this mm-hmm. and it went to i'm a christian and i am and i am a leader mm-hmm. and so because of that what would god want me to do as in that position mm-hmm. so so i know you two mm-hmm. came in wait did you come first me mm-hmm. okay so, you came junior, junior year. right? Last year. Um, not. I know you had. I know Jonathan. You had a sister that came, mm-hmm. but you mentioned to me that it wasn't exactly as big as of an impact mm-hmm. it, as it was in my experience. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about your transition from Guam mm-hmm. to the academy? So, uh, when I came here, I knew like no one at all. And I had social anxiety, and I was extraordinarily awkward. And my I had my sister here. She was a senior, but we kind of, like, people didn't know um, that we were siblings for a while <laughs> there. And we talked, like, only if I got injured or something bad happened, <laughs> that's when I would hear from her, or that that's kind of it. So I wasn't necessarily in the shadow so much. I mean, obviously, there's a the thing about, like, you know, wanting to excel and doing well in school and stuff. I feel like that's just a, more of a general thing that we're supposed that parents would want for their kids. So it wasn't really so much of a shadow thing. But yeah, it was really difficult trying meeting new people, living with people. Cause like if you have an established friend group, then even if it's awkward to meet other people, at least you have them. But if you have no one, it mm, it it's it's not yeah. <laughs> not a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so um. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess for being mm-hmm. the reason that a lot of people already knew me or mm-hmm. and knew a lot of other people already, because well, I didn't live in Guam. Mm-hmm. I lived on campus. <laughs> yeah. And so sometimes I would just tag along with my brothers and mm-hmm. whatever activities. But obviously for you, you couldn't really do that since you were mm-hmm. however many thousand miles away. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So for you, the transition was pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um. What made it? Like compared to how you feel now, what do you think changed along that, along that path? Well, over time, like I forgot who mentioned it, but like the staff, they're like some really genuine people. And so when I came here, I was expecting it to be like a whole lot more strict and like harsh and like exactly what the handbook <laughs> said. And I was, I think I was low key prepared for that. That's what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I was trying, to be honest, I was trying really hard to make myself a Christian kind of mm-hmm. a deal and being kind of self righteous and stuff. And so. That but the thing is, I hadn't had that much social interaction, so I think when you're isolated by yourself, it's not necessarily the best thing for your mind. So, um, just being with uh, other people my age and realizing that I wasn't the only one who struggled with different things, and just having people to relate to that that helped over time. I mean, it was mm-hmm. still towards the end of my freshman year. It was still hard. I still had like insecurity issues and stuff, but 
it just being with people, making friends over and spending time realizing that, yeah, other people are in the same boat. You're not like, sometimes we think we're so special, like, oh, I'm alone. No one cares. Mm -hmm. But other people have like this exact same thing as useful, not exact, but like same general things. Mm -hmm. So like meeting people and I don't know, learning from people who are more wise and um, mentally stable. (laughs) (laughs) Things are okay. Yeah. So. Whereas now, I mean, I still have issues, but like it's it's much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, friendships and things. Yeah. What about you, Chloe? How was your transition from? Where did you come from? From which I school? I came from Forest Lake Academy in Florida. It was oh. like a four hundred person school, so I had a hundred mm-hmm. people in my oh. class. Um, but there was a lack of spirituality there, and it just wasn't a very good environment. And so coming here, looking back, I see that this is really the place that God. I think wanted me to be um, just through different people that I've talked to and staff and faculty and stuff like that. And I'm really happy that I'm here now um, because like my sister and brother had come here like 15 years ago, but it's very different now than it was then. And the picture that my sister gave me of what Weimar Academy was, was very wrong. <laughs> um, she was mistaken, <laughs> is mistaken still, but I'm really happy that I came here because this is really it, it's truly like changed my life for sure so yeah and like helped me to talk to more people and to value people more and really invest in people yeah that's a that's a really good point I brought out that um or that I got out of it is like uh, each of us had our own different perspective when we were coming in of how Weimar Academy was right. and then throughout it I feel like all kind of changed. changed yeah. Um, so in back, getting back to the main topic, which is getting out of your comfort zone, um, some things that I'm that I'm looking at mm-hmm. or that I'm realizing, just talking to you guys, mm-hmm. um, how to get out of it is just. I think the biggest thing it comes down to is how we think about it, yeah, or how we think sense. about. Um, the situation that we're in right. and the mm-hmm. things that we're getting ourselves into. So, like, I don't know. I, um, think- I remember I was taking a speech class for mm-hmm. Mr. Dean. Yeah. We were doing uh-huh, yeah. a speech oh, yeah. class that you guys were doing yeah. Yeah, last year. And he said sometimes the only thing that holds us back from doing things that we don't that we're not exactly comfortable doing mm-hmm. is just our own mindset on it. And um, I remember he said that there's a power in in words, in what we think, and even in what we say out loud. Mm-hmm. Like he said, um, if, you, if you say you can't do something, then you're already setting yourself up to fail. Mm-hmm. Like if I show up to a test and I just keep thinking in my head, I can't do this, I can't do this, this this test is way too hard. I don't. I'm. I'm not prepared. Then you're gonna get to each question, mm-hmm. and then at each question, you're just gonna be like, "Well, I don't know, mm-hmm. because because I can't do it, and I don't know." But if you get, but if you say that you can do something, then you're already one step closer to your goal. So if I show up to that test and I think, well, I didn't really study as much as I should have. But I'm going to do my best. And with that, I can do... Like, more. 
like I can do. Hold on, hold on. I need to fix that. Like that one verse, it's like I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Like that mm-hmm. reminds me. Yeah, it's it's like um, I have this much, mm-hmm. and I know it's insignificant mm-hmm. and it's not enough, but that doesn't really matter because God can do the rest through me. Mm-hmm. Right. It's kind of like that verse that says, or talks about how like we're weak, but His like sufficiency fills us with the rest that we're inadequate with, mm-hmm. and so that insufficiency can be filled with his sufficiency which is perfect and complete and i think all of this just kind of comes down to mindset yeah so like might be hard uncomfortable painful to get to do things that are out of your comfort zone to figure out who you are how you're supposed to relate to other people but if you trust god to lead you through that then you don't need to worry because he'll be there no matter how awkward no matter how painful he'll still be there and it's like a little, little thing my mom says i mean she didn't come up with it's like this too shall pass so some things like we think we like um struggle over in the moment mm-hmm. but it's, it's a growing process growing kind of hurts but it's essential it's needed yeah yeah so just like saying yes to god mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. and um so i have a lot of hobbies mm-hmm. um i'm sure you guys know that <laughs> um and something that i've noticed is as soon as I get into a new hobby, like mm-hmm. photography, for example, mm-hmm. I kind of, like before, I didn't really see, hold on, I need to think about this too. <laughs> <laughs> so like, okay, let's say cars, for mm-hmm. example. Um, if you're, like, say I really like this specific car, mm-hmm. like, a, like something, whatever, and then I think about it, and then I look, before, I wouldn't really notice if that car was on the road or not, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But then, once I research it and once I'm, like, invested into it, then I look down the road and I'm like, oh, there's there's that car. And then there's that one. Oh, that one's cool, too. Mm-hmm. And um, in the same way, sometimes, sometimes we feel like there's no opportunities to actually reach out. Mm-hmm. But the reason that there's no opportunities is because we don't go looking for it. So, yeah. um, in trying to get out of your comfort zone, um, something really important is to just to look for opportunities to actually get out of it. So, Try hard things. yeah. So, maybe it's talking to new people, uh, preaching. I know preaching is really is <laughs> is something a lot of people aren't comfortable doing. Uh, special musics for church, leading out in activities, volunteering for different events, um, just stuff like that that you look at and before you would, you wouldn't see an opportunity there because it wasn't in your mind it was just a closed door right. but when you go out and look for it you see that these doors are just waiting to be opened yeah because we can get in our way sometimes when we see like we don't want to see the things or we don't want to see certain things mm-hmm. and so we just blind ourselves from that instead of looking at how many opportunities we're able to have and we don't take half of them so along that Along those lines, um, if you don't try things, like if opportunity will come, but if you don't take that opportunity, nothing's going to happen. Like um, the thing with like making friends and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, my freshman year, I, like I said, I was socially awkward. I felt like alone and stuff. But then it was more like around my sophomore year, I realized that, oh, wait, if I want to have friends, I have to reach out. But did I do that? No. <laughs> it's exactly. more like, because like, if you're a more introverted person, sometimes like an extrovert person adopts you, and then you just kind of become friends with them. <laughs> yeah, it's inter- interesting because 
recently someone told me they're like Chloe you could have had I feel like you could have had a lot more people like in your circle but because of like you didn't try or like try to um like go for those friendships mm-hmm. like you don't have them now to recap all of this mm-hmm. what you're saying of like you didn't try to actually mm-hmm. gain friendships yeah. because you didn't want to or you didn't like I thought like why don't they come to me right. like instead what's of wrong? going to them what's <laughs> yeah. happening yeah um and we can also tie that I think to a relationship with God because a lot of us desire or want to desire mm-hmm. to have a relationship with God but we don't actually try like we don't yeah. try to have devotions we don't try to talk to people mm-hmm. about how to start having a relationship with God and therefore you're never going to get a relationship with God like that yeah like because like what I was saying earlier about like if you have to be you have to try more than once too it has to be like a consistent effort because sometimes it's like I had devotions like three times this week and I didn't really get anything out of it mm. and like maybe Christianity is just like not for me you know right. And it's not like if you, it says you have to seek for God, then you'll mm-hmm. find him. Seeking isn't just like looking under your chair. It's you have to. Like actively yeah. searching. Because a lot of times we just want to give up mm-hmm. and we have not even tried that hard to mm-hmm. find out who God is to us personally. We just want to base it off of what other people say. And that's not a relationship with God. The struggle to become a better person, to try new things, to get better at things in life, it's going to be hard, it's going to be painful, but it's necessary, and sometimes you'll appreciate things afterwards looking back at them. And so, yeah, it's the same thing with the relationship with God, with anything. Getting out of your comfort zone is, by definition, not comfortable, but it is worth it. I think the thing that you said about seeking is a good point. Seek and you shall find. Seeking doesn't mean to, like what you said, to just look under your chair and to find something or to just look in the corner and be like, oh, look, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But seeking is, so like with those, it's kind of like you, you look for something. You're not really looking for anything. You're kind of just looking around and then you find something. Mm-hmm. But when you seek something, it's more like you, you look with a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um... So with that, um, you have to seek God with a purpose. You can't just. Well, I mean, like, like he kind of does. Hope. He kind of does come to you, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you also have to look for him. Also, like when you're when you're seeking out God, sometimes like you might have a preconceived idea of what that will look like, but you might mm-hmm. have like some conviction from what you like read or learn, and be like, "Well, I don't like that. That's not what God's trying to tell me." That's true. But it might actually be so don't you in growing and stuff it's not necessarily everything you might expect because you don't know in it because you haven't gotten that point yet so and yeah. going back to just keeping an open mindset that mm-hmm. maybe god's plan for you isn't exactly what you thought it was at first and it can change mm-hmm. or god's plan your, god's <laughs> like plan your perspective uh-huh. your plan yeah exactly mm-hmm. god is god god is <laughs> He's literally, <laughs> like, everything. So, mm-hmm. your mind, it's not just your preconceived little idea. So, God can do amazing things in your life if you're willing to try. So, try hard things that challenge you. And it's, it's little things every day. So, what's, like, practically, like, as some people say, like, Oh, how, how are we going to have spiritual reference? Pray and read the Bible. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, you need to do that every day, and like I don't know, implementing what you learn every day. I think that's 
just little things yeah like throughout your day just little things don't like stress over every single thing you need to do like think of maybe you just even start with one thing that's how so to recap everything each of our experiences here at Weimar Academy have been different but I think we can all say that our perspectives have changed because we have allowed our mindsets to shift. Ultimately, in order for you to get out of your comfort zone and to gain more friendships or to do new things, you have to grow and you have to allow for growth to take place. And that's going to be difficult. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fun, but it is worth it. And this also applies to having a relationship with God. A lot of us say that we desire to have that, that we want him to be a part of our lives, but God cannot work in your life if you're not willing to let him. You might desire to have him in your life, but if you're not putting action into that, if you're not actively seeking to find what he means to you, you're not going to get anything. Looking for what God wants to do through you is what you have to do instead of what you want to get out of God. And that was the latest episode of Proven, a Weimar Academy podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our school, visit weimaracademy.org. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most other podcasting platforms. Before you go, I'd encourage you to check out our social media too. We're always posting about our school's latest events and happenings on Instagram, Facebook, and even YouTube. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.